What's poppin' my people? How y'all doing? Welcome back to the another episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's the gracious host, the Radical Latino. How y'all doing? How's y'all week been? Mine's been great. And there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, just want to give a shout out to all the people downloading the podcast, following the YouTube channel that I upload these podcasts on and all this other stuff. So shout out to all the family out there, you know, my brothers and sisters and all that. And all the people, you know, soaking up the information and liking what I say, loving what I say. This, I do it I, I do it for y'all you know what I'm saying I do it to spread the information out you know what I'm saying so shout out to you guys um let's start off with some ratchet news <laughs> um Cardi B and Nicki Minaj Jesus fucking Christ Cardi B and Nicki Minaj so for those who don't know Cardi B um, fought, well, try to fight Nicki Minaj, and she, you know, she uh, she she did her thing. You know what I'm saying? She tried to fight Nicki Minaj and shit because Nicki apparently was talking shit about her daughter and all that other stuff. So people were like, "Yo, you know what? What the fuck is like really going on?" Like what's going on like she talked about you know her daughter and all this other stuff and the thing is um Nikki liked a comment going at Cardi B you know like the comment saying that Cardi B wasn't uh you know what I'm saying wasn't that good of a mother it's unfit because she um, said, you know, hey, welcome home, Kodak Black, and all that. So, wasn't on thing, all this other stuff, all these little sneak disses and shit, and Nicki Minaj liked it. And she went off of that. You know what I'm saying? Cardi B went off of that. Um, saw her at Fashion Week, and, they, you know, they were both invited and all that, and guess what ended up happening? You know, Cardi B pulled up, Nikki didn't want these problems. She hid behind some security guards saying that she didn't want to do anything. Cardi B took off her shoe and threw it at her. Missed it, but still threw it at her. And she got kicked out. That's basically it. Now, these this is that that's what basically happened. Now, these are my thoughts. Okay, these are my thoughts. I'm with Cardi B, not because I'm from the Bronx, not because, I, I, you know, I'm Latino and all this other stuff. Nah. Let, 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 let's get all of this shit out the way. You know what I'm saying? I'm with, I'm with Cardi B because Cardi, Cardi B, first of all, Nicki. Let's, let's start off with Nicki. She has a history. Nicki has a history of sneak dissing, of, you know, talking all the shit, fucking people out of money, 
fucking people out of shows, fucking up their music by not getting spins. Behind the scenes, she has a history of this. Okay, this is not just speculation. This is something that has been well documented. People have came out and talked about it. This is something that's not even, you know, up to debate. This is something Nikki does. Okay? This is something Nikki does. Doing all this stuff, preventing people from eating, at one point, you're going to get checked. At one point, somebody's going to step up to you and basically put you in your place. What ended up happening? This ratchet chick from the Bronx that basically knows nothing but ah-ah-ah, root-root-root type of rah-rah shit said, yo, you taking food off my plate. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I'm going to pull up. And guess what? You talked about my daughter. Now this all, all better off. You know, and I ride out with Cardi 100%. 100%. It's about time somebody came and checked Nikki on her fuckery. Okay? It's about goddamn time. You know what I'm saying? She did this shit with Remy Ma. You know, that's why she, uh, her, her song, Sheether, stopped getting radio spins. She did this shit with Meek Mill. She did this shit with a lot of people behind the scenes because why? She's a big megastar. She has more pull now. You know, she has more clout now. So, obviously, whatever she does, you know, is gonna, is gonna be, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, gonna give her the benefit of the doubt, anything. You know what I'm saying? And hey, her album sales kind of reflected that, but whatever, it is what it is. So she's always, you know, sneak dissing people, and then when somebody pulled up like Cardi B, oh, she's the wrong bitch to fuck with. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm riding out with Cardi B 100%. That's the reason why I'm riding out with Cardi B 100%. Nikki didn't want these problems. She ain't, she ain't want this shit to, to, to go down the way the way it did. You know what I'm saying? She she uh she she got basically she got her shit handed to her, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm all for it. Don't just start fucking up my money and talking shit behind my back and sneak dissing all this other shit. Cause that's what they do. That's what that whole young money clip and all these other little motherfuckers, that's what they do. Nikki Drake and all these little young little motherfuckers, that's what they do. They like to sneak dicks. They like to blah, me fucking up. <laughs> they like to sneak this, and you know, not. And then when they get confronted, oh no, nah, what, whoa, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. They're bugging out for no reason. Nah, no, 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 no. You were talking shit. Ah, ah, ah. What's good? I'm here now. What's up? What you gonna do? Let's talk about it. Let's really talk about it. You know what I'm saying? That's what. That's what the fuck I like. I like that type of shit. And guess what? Cardi ain't the one to fuck with. Come on, she ain't the one to fuck with. Shit, you should've you should have really get, you know, you should have really got some good information. You know? So Nikki's coat got pulled on Fashion Week. And that's very telling because she ain't really all that rah-rah, you know, as she claims that she is. You know what I'm saying? But Hey, it is what it is. I was on Twitter all day wilding out on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Bronx keep creating it. 
Queens keeps on faking it. <laughs> Shouts out to KRS-One. But, um, so yeah, that's what, that's my thoughts on the whole Nicki and uh, Cardi B joint. Um, going from that to like the crazy, the crazy shit, Eminem and Joe Buttons. Eminem and Joe Buttons. This, first of all, if for those who don't know, again, uh, Eminem kind of basically, he he uh, he dissed Joe Buttons on his new uh, Kamikaze album. Basically said Joe Buttons haven't haven't gotten any uh, any hits b- besides smacking bitches. All right, clever little line. Pretty, pretty catchy. All right, that was kind of that was kind of witty. All right, cool. Um, so that's what happened. And Joe Buttons on his podcast, he responded to it. Now, before I get into his response, I'm gonna give you guys my uh, critique towards the end and what I think. All right. So Joe Buttons responded to Eminem, and two things were said in that response that was basically eye-opening to me and probably to everybody else. We found out things that we didn't even knew was either happening or occurred, okay? In his album, All Love Lost, he has a song called Slaughter Mouse, all right? He has a song called Slaughtermouse. Mind you, um, before I even say anything, I, I really like Joe Buttons, you know? I like the one he came out with that whole pump it up shit. And he, uh, you know, after that, he basically wasn't going anywhere. I really liked his first album. And whenever he put out mixtapes, I'm like, all right. But when he came out with the whole Love Lost and all this, uh, you know, catalog with the mixtapes and the albums and all that, I was really feeling it. I'm like, oh shit, Joe's in his bag. I was re- Rage Against the Machine was my shit. I think that was trash. It was a couple of good joints on them, but Rage Against the Machine, his last album, that shit was trash. But the look, the the Love Lost, all these other either mixtapes and you know album, the whole that whole catalog, love it, hard. I still bump it. Replay value to, to the to the fullest. But on his album, All Love Lost, he has this song called Slaughter Mouse. At first listening to it, you think it's a tribute song to M. There's a lot of uh, you know t- you know things that reference Eminem. So you're like, oh okay, so I th- you're thinking it's a tribute song. He drops a bombshell and says, no, this was an original diss song to Eminem. He ends up playing it and he plays the beginning of it. Say, look, it was around 9-9, baby came while I was in rock bottom. Ironic shit, I was listening to rock bottom. Pockets, rabbit ears, no paper, lot of cotton. Has some charges stemming from me and my squad Robin. That right there, I was like, whoa. Originally, 
that was a diss. It was a diss song for Eminem. He said that he was talked off not to do that because it was going to be career suicide. You can't just go dissing your boss. You know what I'm saying? And he broke down why he decided to diss Eminem. He got signed to a label and wasn't looking out for him. Eminem, a big megastar artist, wasn't looking out for Slaughterhouse. Um, every time they made songs, his verses always got cut. He started to find out things that he never found out before. Verses cut, songs completely changing. He never had to give a song to someone that gives it to someone, to someone, to someone else to approve it and then come back and say that's approved. No, he, he said, yo, I don't I don't know nothing about that. I never knew nothing about that. I never knew shit about that. The, and he just kept on, you know, these are personal issues, okay? So these are personal issues from an insider's perspective, you know? And he's saying that, listen, you know, um, we didn't get that backing from him. And whenever he sniffed around and he asked questions, he never did. He, he, he said, you know, M is too big. He can't, y'all can't open for him. He doesn't tour and all this other shit. And he kept on referring to Meek Mill and Wale, how Rick Ross treats his artists. And I'll take it a step further. Lil Wayne, look how he treated Nicki and Drake. You know what I'm saying? These are, he's absolutely right on that. You don't see Eminem actually out here you know, really riding out for D12 like he should have done. M said it. This is not just me saying shit. M said it himself. Stepping Stones in the Kamikaze album. He said it himself. Oh, I didn't do much for you guys. He said it himself. And, and fuck the, the whole D12 thing. I can even go a step further. I could go a step further. Cassius. For all, for those who don't know, he signed this dude. Actually, he's actually really good. He's really nice. Named Cassius. He ain't get that push. Besides that, that song that he was featured with Fifty, Lloyd Banks, and Eminem on that Reloaded album. But he, he didn't get that push. You know what I'm saying? He never got that push. Bizarre, never really got that push from M. Never really did it. Um, Yellow Wolf, he he was beefing too. He never got that, but he got a couple of songs here and there with him, but he never got that push. He never really got that. You know what I'm saying? They had to go do it on their own. Look at 50. But he didn't get to the point that he's at because of Eminem. No, he didn't get to that point. 50 was already hot. 50 was already buzzing. He signed them. All right, his album was popping. He took care of that shit. He started making money moves. Had nothing to do with Eminem. Had nothing to do with Eminem. So I feel Joe on that. I'm like, oh shit, this is some insider perspective on how he really handles business. And how he really handles the people around him that he just signs, signs on to his record label. You know what I'm saying? And that... Basically, that like he said, that tells me that he's not business-minded. He's just an artist. 
he's not in that position to be business-minded. But that's what Joe says, right? And then he drops another bombshell. He, because of all of those things, he is the demise of Slaughterhouse. Which uh, Maul finally was like, thank you, you know, for like basically admitting that. He was the demise of Slaughterhouse. He said that was another bombshell. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. I never knew that. But he, that makes total sense because he starts talking and start basically divulging a bunch of information that it was behind the scenes this whole time. Nobody really knew about it besides the players around them. You know what I mean? So, in this one hour and 30 minute discussion on just why he felt the way he felt about Eminem, has a lot of insight. Like, oh shit, now we see why you felt the way you felt about him. Now we see why you thought what you thought about him. Now we see why you moved a little different when you got out of there. You know what I'm saying? Now everything's starting to make sense. And he's like, listen, just because I'm critiquing your album and you're saying basically the same things I said, why the fuck you dissing me? Which is kind of funny. But yeah, why you dissing me if I'm saying the same things you just say? You know what I'm saying? Which is true. Which is true. And now... First of all, I'm with Joe 100%. Besides this part, he said yeah, he's better than Eminem. This is where I agree and disagree at the same time. He said, I am better than Eminem. And I agree with him because he is more consistent online. Because right now, times have changed. Alright? You gotta be online. Alright? To even get... Get, you know, to stay connected with people. You know what I'm saying? To stay connected, be around people, you gotta be online. Guess what? Joe has done that. He's been doing that for a long time. He hasn't missed a beat. He's been doing that for a long... He's the... I'll say the only rapper. I'll go out on the limb and say the only rapper that's been out here doing this shit consistently for a long time, doing the online thing. You know what I'm saying? He's been doing that shit. And M, he hasn't whatsoever. He's a recluse. He he basically, he's like, he lives under a rock. But this album kind of shows that he's not oblivious to everything. But he lives under a rock. And that's the thing. Right now, you don't have to be. If you still want to be in this game, if you still want to be considered relevant in any way, you still have to, you know, Interact with people. Go online. You know what I'm saying? Look at Jay-Z and Beyonce. If they're not online doing their thing, they're somewhere taking, getting photos taken, people talking, they're still relevant. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, Nobody's like losing from them. You know what I mean? So when Joe said that, that's how I took it. I disagree. Lyrically... I think lyrically, M found his counter, uh, his his matchup, lyrically. That's what I think, because Joe is lyrically gifted. You know what I'm saying? My nigga can spit. That real talk. 
my nigga Joe Buttons could spit his ass off. But that's what, you know, that's what he said. So, with that being said, I'm going to give you my thoughts, my my critical, critical, critical thoughts on uh, Eminem and, you know, a little bit more insight how I feel about it. Everything that Joe Button says, he's totally right. I'm, l- listen, I'm a Eminem stan. I write out for Eminem. You know what I'm saying? I'm the biggest fan. I know everything. I got these niggas' books and all that shit. The thing is, I am real, and I'm not just going to just babysit or just sit down and just start agreeing with everything. Nah, fuck that. If you're wrong, you're wrong. You're fucking up, you're fucking up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just going to sit here saying, oh, just because I'm a fan, I'm just going to agree. Nah, fuck that. You're wrong, you're wrong. And this is harsh criticism. Why? Because... This man had, we want greater for this guy, all right? We want him to do great. That's the reason why people, his hardcore fans, ride out with him so much. Now, M, this is my real criticism. It's even, you know, shown in all your albums, even shown to, to this album. Stop trying to prove that you can rap, my nigga. What the fuck? Stop trying to prove that you're the illest out here, my nigga. You already sat there and rap God, okay? Stop trying to prove that shit. We get it, my man. You could rap your ass off. You literally rhymed orange, okay? A, a word that nobody said could ever rhyme, you did it, all right? You, that's it. You you are gifted, all right? In the, in, in the, rap, in the rap area, in the hip-hop community, you're considered one of the best. You're top 10. Damn near everybody's top five. All right? Stop trying to tell us that how how you're not getting this praise and all this other stuff. I'm I'm part of the culture. I'm still with it. My man, chill out. All right? You already got that. You already said that many albums. If you don't understand that people see you that way, then shut the... Then try try to go back online, my nigga. Damn. You know what I'm saying? We already know that you could spit, my nigga. All right, cool. Tell us more about yourself, okay? Tell us more about yourself because the thing is, like I said, I said this before last week, M has not given us his 444 type of album. He hasn't given us his mature Eminem at all, at all. Everybody, every artist matures. Jay-Z matured with his content. Jada Kiss matured with his content. Fabulous matured with his content. Damn near Joel Santana matured with his shit. Joel Santana came out a couple of months ago, but still came out with like four or five songs. They matured with their content, man. Why the fuck you keep on coming out, M? Why you keep on coming out with crazy, stupid shit that that doesn't that's now like that's like 1990 we already know why you keep on uh, writing sentences my nigga we don't give a fuck about that anymore have some swag about you you know what i'm saying have some swag about you have some hard the the beat selection in this album was completely 100 percent on point but my man please have some swag about you because you're your whole, you don't have to rhyme sentences, 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 um, you know, lyrical, metaphysical, spiritual, and all this other shit. You don't have to rhyme all of that. We get you correct. 
actually talk some shit out. That's what Joe Budden said. He doesn't say shit anymore. And he's right. He doesn't. He just rhymed the whole fucking sentence. Okay, cool. What the fuck are you saying? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck are you saying? You feel me? So, I, I get that. You're trying to show these young kids that you could rap and their style is trash and all this other stuff. But my man, yo, M, listen. You're showing that you're trash right now by not saying anything. You know what I'm saying? You just, like I said, you just rhyming sentences. And that's the thing with M. He always, all the, all the concepts of every, all his albums throughout the whole catalog, throughout his whole catalog, from Slim Shady LP all the way to Kamikaze right now is the same thing. I, I haven't, you know, I could rap. I haven't gotten the acceptance that I could rap. I don't like fame. Um, people are always hounding me. And, you know, and all this. Nigga, we don't care. Tell us some new problems. If you're so open, tell us some new problems. Tell us some new problems. Tell us how, you know, your, your taxes went up. Or how pe- people still, you know, trying to go at your daughter or whatever. Tell us some new problems, all right? Tell, uh, like, tell us how you wake up at night or some shit. You know, like, oh, I think I'm still broke and you're not. You know what I'm saying? Tell us some new problems, man. I don't want to hear this bullshit anymore. I don't want to hear the same shit you were spitting a couple of albums ago. Fuck that. And I say that because of love. The reason why I'm saying this is because I really see M as the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? I really see him as the GOAT. And the thing is, he's not showing us that. You know what I'm saying? He's not showing us that. Every other MC out here matured with the content. M did it. And that's extremely critical to say very hard but fuck it I'm saying you know what I'm saying and uh, the thing about it is um also Eminem came out a couple of days ago with a response to MGK's diss and before I even say anything about you know his response let's go to MGK's diss MGK made a song called Rap Devil and he was basically saying everything that I'm saying now, you know, those corny sweatsuits and them funny hats, you know, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he wasn't he wasn't with it, you know, he was saying everything that everybody's saying, but he was also saying that, listen, I look up to you, you know, you're the GOAT and all this other shit, blah, 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 blah. Which, you know, I give it up to, but, you know, it was a decent song. It was a good time. It was an ether. You know what I'm saying? It was a decent song. Then, M came back and, you know, came out with a song called Kill Shot. And basically, you know, flaming MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. And that song, the same thing. I didn't think it was either, but it was fire. That song was fire. That song was so crazy. He basically said everything that MGK said about him in the song. And basically, you know, just like a rap battle, basically said everything that he said in the song and, you know, brought it back up to him. You know what I'm saying? He even, like, got Diddy involved and all that. That was a little, you know, that was a little jab. But like I said, M didn't either, you know, MGK. Um, uh, To be crazy real, this Eminem kill shot, this Eminem diss wasn't a career ender, but... It was a good 
one-two hit. It was a very good one-two hit. You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't go as personal as MGK did. He just reversed everything that MGK did and just re basically he just rebuttaled everything. You know what I'm saying? He basically rebuttaled the whole thing, just like in a rap battle. You know what I'm saying? After somebody's round is finished, you know, nice people who are lyrical like Hollow the Dawn, Charlie Clips, DNA, um, Loaded Lux, you know, they'll rebuttal your whole line. You know what I'm saying? They'll and and they'll make that shit hot. You know, they'll rebuttal your whole battle or whatever this case is, and then they'll go into their round. But he basically rebuttaled it. So I'm not saying this is a career ender, but Kill Shot, that song. Uh, I'ma say Rap Devil edged just a small bit. Rap Devil edged um, Kill Shot because M didn't go hard, and I felt like Eminem could have went a little bit more harder than that. But M didn't go hard, but I felt like he could, and I think that M held a, a lot back. You know what I'm saying? Because this was just a little. Because in Kamikaze, you know, when he talked about Machine Gun Cutty, that was just a little, like a little tap. You know, pop pop. That's it. You know, kill shot is saying, listen, you don't want it with me. You know, here here you go. I'm just showing you how my lyrical um, craft is. You know what I mean? And if MDK responds, then I already know Emmy's going to get this shit. You know, but I'll just give um, Rap Devil a, a slight, slight, slight edge. A slight edge to kill shot. Because M could have went harder. You know what I mean? Now, let's move on over to Cap. Colin Kaepernick. And the whole, you know, Nike deal thing. This happened, like, somewhat of a week ago. That Nike announced their Just Do It campaign. Just Do It ad and all that. And they had a bunch of other people on the campaign. And finally was Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick was in, uh, on the campaign. Everybody went crazy. Everybody went up in arms. Talking about boycott Nike, boycott Nike, and all this other crazy shit. I, yo, I got so inspired. You could probably see this shit on my Twitter or my Instagram. I got so inspired that I went out to a Nike outlet and bought two pair of Nike shoes, dead ass, two pair of Nike shoes, four Nike sh um, shorts, four Nike, you know, sweatpants, and two hoodies. I'm dead serious. I went out to a Nike outlet and I went there to support. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, this is what I like. I like companies who, you know, stand for, you know, certain social political you know reasons and going like nah yeah blackball this dude you know what fuck it we'll stand with him regardless if it's strategic or not i don't even want to hear it the whole point is colin kaepernick was blackballed from the nfl my man's livelihood and basically cheddar was get being jeopardized it was being jeopardized he wasn't getting paid i don't think so i don't think he was getting paid so let's assume he wasn't he wasn't getting paid so hey, Nike just came along and said, listen, be part of our ad. And I salute him. I salute him. He gotta do what he gotta do. 
regardless if you know Nike's still you know a white supremacist company and all this other shit he gotta do what he gotta do you know what I'm saying cause you know Nike does you know a little shady shit but the thing is Nike came out and supported him and guess what they stuck to their guns and was like no we're gonna support him and you know shout out to Nike shout out to Nike that's a good business decision and shout out to Colin for catching a, uh, cashing a check and all this and you know really not conforming because they're not liking what you're saying you know what I'm saying and also shout out to Ford Ford is supporting Colin Kaepernick so I want to really see if uh, I really want to see if these white supremacists are gonna start burning up his uh, uh, burning up the f-150s and and four jeeps and four trucks and all that shit you know what i'm saying i really want to see that but th this is this is what i think I, I think it's a good move it's um a move that i respect because all these other companies you know they they support white supremacists or or they don't you know what i'm saying either way which one ever one is going to make a money the thing is that we have to show these companies that supporting the right side especially from someone that's going against white supremacy is very important because once we support these companies they're going to start saying wait a minute hold on nike's getting all this money ford is getting all this money because they're supporting colin kaepernick and then now with this white supremacy shit, oh so that's where the money's at all right fuck it let's go you know what i'm saying that's that's how we gotta this is how we gotta do it we gotta play this strategically you know why because later on they're gonna actually start you know uh, putting money back behind politicians who are going to be talking about real issues especially black issues you know especially issues that you know try to um, try try to you know incarcerate these race soldiers just murdering us down in the street you know what I'm saying so shout out to them and shouts out to Nike and shouts out to Ford and Colin for cashing the check. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm gonna move on to the whole George Zimmerman threatening Beyonce and Jay-Z and all that. So I saw the final, final, final um, episode of the Trayvon Martin story. You know, very enlightening. A lot of things I knew, a lot of things I didn't know. You know, um, it did raise a little bit of a, you know, of, of that feeling where I'm like, damn, I'm pissed off this actually happened. You know what I'm saying? So the last episode basically talked about and showed how George Zimmerman, after getting acquitted, he just went out here, started committing all these types of murders and he was getting arrested left and right. He was threatening white women. He was threatening um, uh, white men and all this other shit. Pointing shotguns at people. He, he's a menace to society, you know? Menace society around this bitch. You know what I'm saying? He's out here like bugging out, slapping white women around and all this other stuff. And he's getting arrested left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. You know what I'm saying? Bragging about how he killed Trayvon Martin and all that. You know, painting the Confederate flag. You know, all these are signs that he's a white supremacist. Regardless if he's harming white people, the point is, these 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 white people are finally saying, "Oh no, nah, he's a, 
he's a, he's a racist, he's a white supremacist, I can't fuck with him, you know what I'm saying? So that's all game, you know what I mean? But it, it goes to show that they didn't arrest him when he shot someone black. But when he's harming the white community, when he starts harming white people, you know what I'm saying? That's when everything goes like, wait a minute, hold on. We gotta look into this, you know what I'm saying? That's when I have a, um, that's when you, you gotta be like, wait, what's going, you know, that's when white supremacy just, all right, let's take that little privilege off. Now we're gonna see you as an other, you know what I'm saying? Because to white supremacists, George Zimmerman is a mongrel, you know? And for those who don't know, mongrel is a racial, a racial term um, that white supremacists made up that talking about half breed, you're half white. You're not pure, you're not pure white. You know what I'm saying? So, when when I'm seeing this, you know what I'm saying? Part of the documentary, you know, there's a um, private investigator and this dude's getting threatened by George Zimmerman, you know, talking about all this other shit. And in one of the text messages, he said, I will bury Beyonce six feet deep. She's a whore, Jay-Z, fuck him, I will kill him and all this other shit. And I was like, woo! This white supremacist is crazy. And I'm leading that George Zimmerman thing to what I'm gonna talk about now. The confusion in the Latin community. Listen, I've been talking about this from episode one, okay? The confusion in the Latin community. Now, what kind of confusion am I referring to before I even explain myself let me just you know go back um, a couple of weeks ago uh, there was this lady called Zina Bash Zina Zina Z-I-N-A Bash and you know a couple of people pointed out that she she was uh, on TV behind someone you know doing a hearing and she was throwing the white power symbol you know the okay symbol and let's make it 100% clear, that's that's a white power symbol. Let's not fuck around, you know, white nationalists are throwing that shit up left and right. So, she was, you know, caught, you know, throwing people were calling her out. And especially Tariq Nasheed was calling her out, you know. And I saw people saying that, well, she can't be a white supremacist because she's Mexican and Jewish. She can't be a white supremacist because she's Mexican and Jewish. All right, for those who don't know, I'm gonna just give you guys a little race introduction 101. Jewish isn't a race, all right? Regardless if they wanna have little communities and you see all Hasidic, Hasidic Jews all together and stuff with black coats and wild crazy cybers, that I don't give a fuck. That's a religion, okay? Stop trying to make it a race because what people like to do is separate Jewish from white. That's not the tr truth. That's not the case, all right? Because a lot of Jewish people, when they go down, put down the census and any job form, they put down race white. So let's cut that shit off, all right? Let's cut the shit all the way off. So she's white. So she's basically Mexican, like half Latin and half white. You know what I'm saying? So basically she has a choice. You know, hey, native, she's basically half native and half white. That's all. So guess what? I bet you hundred dollars. She, you know, since she's throwing up the white power symbol, she classifies herself as white. 
And I can make that assumption because for what the evidence I'm seeing. So, that got my antennas up. And that's the reason why I'm making, you know, this episode, The Confusion in the Latin Community. For a long time growing up, because for those who don't know, I'm from New York, the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? It's a very big, the Bronx is a very big Latin and black population, right? A lot of Dominicans, a lot of Puerto Ricans, especially. You know, you got some few other ethnic ethnicities like Ecuadorians, you know, Mexicans, Guatemalans, and Brazilian. You know, you got a couple of people like that sprinkled around, but the majority is Dominican and Puerto Rican. Big Latin, you know, area, and also mixed with Black Americans. You know what I'm saying? Especially since the Bronx is adjacent to Washington Heights. For those who don't know, Washington Heights is the upper part of Manhattan. And Washington Heights is completely just straight up Dominican. So that's just like little Dominican um, Republic right there. You know what I'm saying? My New York people know. So for a long time, I've seen that racism in the Latin community. You know, especially going towards black Americans. And especially trying to identify as white. There's a lot of things in the Latin community that comes from slavery that Latin people like to identify as white to the point that they're so confused that they don't even know genetically that they're not white whatsoever. If they ever do take a, like I said, the lightest, 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 whitest Latin person, they take a genealogy test, $100, the most white they'll get is 65%. I'm telling you that hands down. So, what they bring over, right, for, especially um, from the Dominican Republic, for little girls, they'll start, you know, having this white, um, you know, white indoctrination where little Dominican girls are taught at a young age, you got to straighten your hair because it has to be straight. You got bad hair. That's something that comes from slavery. That's something... That, that comes from, uh, you know, ra- systemic racism saying that I am not good enough if I don't look white. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that stems from everything, you know? So you have that. You have, you know, these other people who actually, these like especially Mexicans who, especially in the Mexican gangs up in California, who actually align themselves with Aryans gang people in jail. Aryans are basically white supremacists that open white supremacists. You know what I'm saying? And best believe those Mexican gang members, they believe cold heartedly that they're white. But best believe in the end of the day, those Aryans know who they're going to really align with and them Mexican people, they're going to get their wake up call. You know what I'm saying? But still, that, this is the confusion in the Latin community. This is the confusion to identify as white so much because, and this goes, basically goes back to, um, you know, the post-traumatic slave syndrome from Dr. Joy's The Group book. It goes back to protection. I want to align myself to a superior race, a superior person, a superior being that has power. Because 
socially and economically, I'm powerless. I come from a dirt poor country. I have no money. My house is basically a hut. So I want to align myself and classify myself with people who have more than me. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a it's a way of protection. And and this is where the double-edged sword comes. Because the Latin people that I encounter, they're either gonna do have two things. One, deny that they're black, right? And just say that I'm white, or deny that they're black whatsoever and just call their where they were born. I'm Dominican. You know what I'm saying? They'll just deny everything altogether. But for some reason, those two sets of uh, ideologies, once they determine those two sets of ideologies, they'll end up getting this crazy ideology mentally for harming and looking at black Americans as the enemy. You know what I'm saying? They could be blacker than the blackest black person out here. But guess what? They identify as white or they identify not as black but as other and I'm better than these black people out here. You know what I'm saying? And this is the thing that I gotta tell my black people. You guys have to know who's really down for this cause. Who's really down for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because you got Latin people out here just riding out you know, until shit really hits the fan and you'll see them, um, you know, switching fences, you know, you see them switching to the other side, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, so here's a test, if, what was it, if uh, a Latin person wants to be down, just give them a test, you know, talk to them about racially insensitive things and see what their answer is. If their answer isn't no, ra if their answer isn't some radical shit where to the point where they want to actually better help and you know rise up the black community in and, and not benefit themselves that's when you know all right you done a ride also what have they done lately you know what i'm saying what have they done lately even though they might not be co-opted up to the you know to the fullest but what have they done lately you feel me so these are these are these are the little warnings I'm trying to give everybody. You know what I'm saying? I might be exposing some shit, but fuck it. You know what I mean? But that's what the confusion in the Latin community is that I see, and that I try to at least to my Latin people, most of my Latin people, I try to educate. You know what I'm saying? Try to educate and try to tell them, like, listen, you're you're far from being white. You know what I'm saying? You're far from being white. And I try to put them on because in the end of the day, white supremacists and the system of white supremacy all sees us the same. They see us as one big nigga. Regardless of whatever it is, regardless if you're Dominican, if you're Brazilian, if you're a guy, and it doesn't matter what it is, you are not white and you're not pure white. And if you are, you know, you look white, guess what? You're passing for white and you're a double agent. You know what I'm saying? So they see it as one big nigga. You know why? Because white supremacy affects us the same way. Go to the prison system, especially up here in New York. Go to the prison system. Majority are black and Latinos. Majority are black and Latinos. So we got to cut the shit. You know what I'm saying? 
Latin people, we ain't, you know, we ain't living all high life and shit like that. You know, we ain't living like, um, like, you know, like MTV Cribs and all that. We ain't living like that. You know, we live in these same communities. So we got to just stop the bullshit and stop thinking that we're, you know, higher and, and we're the shit. You know what I'm saying? When we're in the same slave shit as everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Alright guys, that was it. Sorry for that one week hiatus. A lot of shit that, again, <laughs> that I was uh, dealing with. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to make this this uh, podcast a weekly basis. If not, maybe a two week basis. Really depends. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, to hit me up, hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. It's the same thing. Radical underscore Latino underscore let me know what y'all think let me know how y'all feel about the information if you guys want to reach out to me the show's voicemail is going to be on the description of this podcast or on youtube you know what i'm saying all right catch you guys later i'm out